ready, yes, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Yeah. We are. Oh, oh wait, recording stuff. Oh no. Okay. I yeah. I see what was. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. We're here. Are we? we yeah. I hope we are. <laughs> we oh, better be. And I didn't get rid of the. Oh no! Uh oh! Oh no! You're gonna get this. Uh, you're gonna get this unedited and uh, ready to roll. Yeah, All right. Yeah, we did, we're just gonna adjust the lighting. We're gonna do what we usually do before we come come around here. Okay. Is that any better? Maybe we're glaring less. Yeah, I think so. How's that for a glare? We're not glowing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you hey. doing? Hey, what's up? up? Good to see you. Welcome to our world, and th- and tonight we have a special one here. And we, we, yeah, we just found this one in the back yeah, of the rack. Yeah, we just found this. This here is Red Rodney, one of my favorites. And yeah. he is teamed up with a very young Richie Cole and uh, a lot of young cats on here. Um, Red's young. He didn't bring Brady his usual t- album with him today, and I realized, yeah. what, what are we going to play in the background? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh what, yeah. What turns up in the back of my rack? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the one. What, which one are we going to do? We're going to do uh, the uh, Mac Man. Yeah, I'm right. starting starting on uh, yeah side one. So Mac Man, where's my uh, my button which I buried in CDs over here? It's a wonder it isn't running. There we go. Uh, turntable. Okay, this is name of this again. Uh, uh, the, the cut we're playing. The, the Mac Man. Might have been more ready for this. <laughs> It'd be nice if we could be here. So, one thing we're going to have to do before we get off of here, just for nostalgia, because one of our favorite people, Tom Waits, on Side B, there's a tune called Waiting for Waits, and it was recorded by Cole for this for his album, Hollywood Madness, a month after Richie and Turk traded phrases on it here, with Turk anticipating vocalist Tom Waits' slurred growl. So there's something about Tom, they're waiting for him on this, so maybe we have to hear it, but anyway, so... Um, John Christopher, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I told you I've been working on the Christmas shows all day. Yes. Now, I know it's September, but uh, I still have a uh, heavy schedule to fill out to get uh, a total of 120 shows in for the year wow. uh, to get them off to my affiliates, <laughs> my, nice. my peeps, my, <laughs> my affiliates and uh, for the network and uh, that other stuff. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I went ahead and decided to go ahead and get the Christmas shows out of the way, so I just, it's downhill. That's it. Yeah, it's Christmas all shows are a lot of work because uh, I generally don't keep the Christmas library with a regular library, so there's a bit of an adjustment going on. Yeah. And I'm being a real prima donna about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, the totally. flow. Yeah, yeah right. It, it kind of yeah. interrupts things. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I've done a handful of jazz shows, and the problem I run into with the renditions is I've, I've, yeah. I've always tried to squeeze the best kind of renditions that I can get but I mean it's not that a lot of jazz cats don't do the Christmas albums it's just right. sometimes I I don't know I just yeah and that's kind of what I'm looking for is some spe- Marilyn May sent me a Christmas CD wow yeah when recently um, uh, yeah um, that's nice yeah she uh, 
just says, uh, hello, John. Thought you might be able to use that. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. So I got I a, love Maryland. Got Maryland. That's beautiful. And another Can- Kansas Cityan, Connie Dover. Oh, right on. Uh, Very cool. I got her CD. So beautiful. I'm f- able to uh, feature a few Kansas Cityans in this thing. Well, the, the, one of the beauties of what you do is we, we always talk about with jazz, there's so many of these guys that are alive with your realm. A lot of these guys are gone, but you got two living people that are reaching out. Yeah. You know, it's a nice thing when they're alive. Yeah. And Tony Bennett, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which um, I think I played one of his tracks with Lady Gaga, which is pretty nice. You know, it's good. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Gaga is a very, very talented person. Absolutely. When she's not, uh, uh, and she doesn't that often, I've discovered, especially of late. With all the success, she can afford to kind of to kick back and do it her way. I think she got rid of that whole uh, meat dress phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It was getting a little overdone. Yeah, it was. It was a little overwrought. But yeah, she's good. And I heard that they had a pretty deep camaraderie because both of them are, uh, have yeah. ancestors from the old country, so they trade barbs and do their thing. And Tony did one, did a couple with Diana Krall. Yes. Which were did. quite good, and yes. I, do, I do play those. Yeah. Those absolutely. two do a uh, do a version of uh, The Best is Yet to Come. Yeah. Pl- and it's it's fun to listen to them play off one another. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when you're pros like that, it's easy. They just hop in and yeah. um, they just go for it. So, um, but yeah, we just recorded show 613. We were talking about there is a uh, song at the end of that show because tomorrow I'll release the show for 9 11. Sonny Rollins did a concert, a 9-11 concert, and uh, he had a tune on there that was exquisite. And by the way, Sonny Rollins, Saturday, he turned, I believe, 89. Yep. Yeah, so happy birthday to Mr. Sonny Rollins. Beautiful soul. And uh, Mr. Mr. Saxophone Colossus. So, um, anything else we got going on? I don't know. As a broadcaster here, what do we have to do to get these... uh, Get these broadcast stations to, especially in this market, to, to, and I don't want to go on with sour eggs. I'm not actually, you know, working uh, in radio as an employee of any particular company these days. I'm sort of self, uh, self uh, realized here for the show that I do, just simply because I love it. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying I don't make a thing. (laughs) 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 Well. You know, the one thing I'm always reminded of is there's not a lot of stars in the jazz world. There, there, there just literally isn't. Most of these guys do it because they want to do it, guys yeah. and gals. And there's such a soul to it. There's such a humanity to it. And I feel like there's a part of that with everybody, whether you're in promotion or whether you're on the air or you're making the music where there's this solidarity. There's this... Yeah. Uh, th- th- there's, there's a human quality to it. There's no... I don't know. I, it's it's like when you watch the Grammys. There's so much that's put on about it. There's so much polish. There's that LA feeling to it. You're like, I just want it to be real. And yeah. I always feel like I get that grit and reality from these jazz cats. Whether it's modern day or I look back to the glory days of the '50s, they're just up there in that kind of hazy, misty, smoky room, and they're just doing it because their soul says, "I want to feel it," and that's it. Yeah, you've watched it. Uh that sort of L.A. thing, in this case, Nashville, the formula, go uh, take over country music. Yeah. But yeah. you still got uh, you still got your believers out there. Absolutely. Who have, uh, who have made it theirs to express who they are and ask the questions that even the jazz artists are asking. The big right. questions like, who the heck are we? And uh-huh. why do I... Why do I bulge at the hip? You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why the, do we feel the way we feel? Um, yeah. 
And 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 a lot of these musicians that I ask that that's the thing. Like, why do you love jazz? Why do you do it? There's freedom, but there's also that thing where they're getting to that the the, the real center of it. Because they a lot yeah. of these guys could have jumped ship and gone into another genre and True. done other things, but they decided that jazz was a life that they wanted to live, and they're doing it for the right reasons. Well, much the same reason you and I are doing this. Right. Um, let's face it, the show was just, for me, the neon beat, the show was just getting at who I am. Right. That's the truth. That's how it began. It was more of a cathartic thing, mm-hmm. uh, playing some of the songs I was raised with, and uh, then going through the adventure yeah. of finding out, you know, the people that, about the people that put these together. Absolutely. And it turns out, and that's part of the great adventure that is life. Yeah. And why we're here for each other. We're right. all looking for the same answers. Right. Well, supposedly we should be. Yeah. You know. Well, and one of the beauties of this process was we had the chance to go to that Christmas show with Marilyn May. Yeah. And she is one of the coolest people on the planet. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you go through Johnny Carson, loved her and had her on all the time. You know the voice. You know the lore. New York loves her now. But when you meet her, yeah, huh, they just don't make it like that anymore. Yep. Um and one of the things I remember specifically, not just about her performance, but the way Marilyn, when she was done oh. at the uh, the center there, Johnson County Community College, she just walked out to the to the area that overlooks the hallway to the various um, amphitheaters. Yeah. And she, not amphitheaters, but the various theaters. Yeah. She, uh, she was sitting out there with her hands clasped and going, hello, everybody. Yeah. You know, want to talk? But she still sashayed through that crowd with class. You oh, knew yeah, yeah. that it was royalty. You knew she was the queen of the room and no yep. one was going to touch it. So, um, but uh, it's yeah. that balance between being a, a professional, a person that knows what you're doing and why you do it, uh-huh. but at the same time, <laughs> I'm just, you know, searching for answers the same as you. Absolutely. It, it just so happens to be through my music. Absolutely. Well, and the beauty of her is, is that she comes from that old school day of like, Steve Allen were show business. Yeah. It, it, it was it was a serious craft, and they work well at it. I mean, every time she talked on stage, there was a piano jingle behind her, and it was, like, orchestrated. But you have to work at that. Right. I mean, it, it looks easy, but you have to work at making that right seamless. And she did it good, you know. They tell us we make it sound easy. <laughs> until, <laughs> until that light they, clears. Until that, li- that on-air light goes on, and then I'm in front of a camera, which... Uh, that's the funny thing about me. For as for as long as I've been doing this, yeah. I I've done very little television. I got, I got a face for radio, as they say. <laughs> well, this was we've we've talked about this. This Facebook Live was a way of kind of breaking through that mold and yeah. getting into something that was a you know a little bit 21st century, and it it, it works, man. And we got the on air sign behind us, so it's still yeah, it's still all lit up and good. And boy, that sign is old school. I uh, yeah. I found I found that Fresnel. Uh, with the on-air lights, the, the box I had to make for it. Yeah. But that's an old school sign. When I first got into the business, that was outside every studio of this little yeah. AMer I was working at in Nebraska. Yep. And uh, had a little touch of home there. <laughs> All I, what what we're missing, of course, you know, what we need to get we need to get some of the, um, you know, the the, the tiles. Yeah. The radio station uh-huh. tiles, the ones with that you know actually belonged on the ceiling, oh, but they yeah. put them on the walls for yeah. sound conditioning. Yeah, got right. the holes in totally. them. Totally. 
Yeah. yeah. We got to start layering that up there. They need to be glued on the walls with raw <laughs> nicotine. Right. Yes, we do. <laughs> enough you know, uh, smoke hanging down there it. that you know that if it wasn't for the smoke and the nicotine, the tiles would just peel off. Yeah, that would be it. I've been to more radio stations before they smoking oh, become unpopular as it did. A lot of the guys that had the well-modulated speaking voices were, you know, smoking a pack of Marlboros yeah. a day. And that was it. They were grit. They were. They were just scissoring that the, there's yeah. tonsils down yeah it was good I stuff came, i came through mine naturally <laughs> and through the aging process i i had a little bit of time i enjoyed it when i did it and then i had to get rid of it and you know i've been out of oh, that's right i got a picture of you somewhere yeah. with a cig in your mouth wait i got yeah there, there it is playing bass right there that's, yeah that's let me get it let me get yeah. it here. yeah yeah i was i i smoked for uh <clears throat> Oh, at least 10 years. Let's see what we got really? here. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go right there. That was at the glory days, kids. Hold on. Right there. Try to get it out of the glare. Yeah, yeah there yeah. we go, kids. <laughs> Smoke up, Johnny. Joe, cool. <laughs> you know, my dad gave me gave me a cart to camels. All right. So anyway, um, <laughs> hey, Chris, how you doing out there? Hey, everybody. Bill, Coco, everybody, thank you for joining us. Um, this isn't a sign up. Just saying Hello. Um, oh, how did I quit? How did I quit smoking? It was actually, it was pretty hardcore. I, uh, I, I found every single gruesome fact about smoking and taped it in a journal. And whenever I felt like I wanted to smoke, I chewed gum and I wrote facts down and I lived in an apartment down in Midtown and I just taped things all over the place. And I found out interesting things about it. How many ingredients are in cigarettes from prune juice to cyanide to all of those people that were in the commercials, the Winston guy, the Camel guy, the Marble guy, all of them died in their 30s. And they all had either brain aneurysms, massive heart attacks, or strokes. It's not pretty, but that's how I got to the point where it was like, not only is this going to take me out of the game soon, I got to pay for it and then go through all the pain. And I was like, I got to get out, man. My uh, mom got my uh, youngest brother to quit smoking in an interesting way. She did it uh, by giving him a straw actually a nurse a nurse suggested this yeah and said that he had to breathe through it for the next five minutes wow and that was it yeah that's pretty that's he, pretty clever he could he could breathe but barely yeah. said no no you gotta you know if you do any breathing at all you gotta uh-huh. do it through the straw do it through it you yeah. know it's interesting all these cigarette packs now have these gruesome things yeah. i mean you got people that are breathing in through the uh through the stoma and all that that I remember years ago, my friends went to Montreal and Canada did that for years. Everything was just in your face. There was, you know, like the faces were totally surgeried up and everybody was like, you know, it was just like the axe. What did it for me was a commercial when a guy had the was talking to you about how cigarettes messed him up, but yeah. he was talking through one of those... Those uh, little stoma things. Yeah, were, the stoma yeah. things. It yeah. makes you sound like yeah. you, like a Cylon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad, man. Bad, bad, so, bad. So anyway, yeah, it's... And I was getting ready to So have, I gave up smoking and, you know, met with a bunch of drinkers who <laughs> 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 supported each other. <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day that said that their dad got hypnotized and he's been done ever since. Really? Yeah. And my dad quit when he was probably in his middle 40s and every night for the rest of his life he had a dream where he smoked a cigarette so he got to at least live the dream the dream was that he didn't have to do it in reality but he got to smoke still 
Yep. So, you know, it you happens. Know, there's effective ways to do it. But yeah. we really, we've almost used up an entire album side, hey, you and I. Look at that. Yeah. And, yeah. We, and, and you know what? You know what we'll do next time? Because we had so much fun with this, if we remember, we'll play the uh, Waiting for Waits next time. Because you know what? That's the name of the song. We're waiting for Waits. So why not wait a little okay. longer? So, all right. With that, kid. Hey, David Brewer. What's hey. up, man? Hey, Dave. Hope you're walking around a little bit better, my friend. That's right. Feeling better. Yeah. It's good to see you out there. Yeah. We were worried about you. David uh, was in the hospital for a little bit. Uh, suffering. We won't go into it. We'll let him tell you about that. But uh, he's okay. He's okay. He's come out of it. The side of the dirt. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. That's what we're trying to do. Anyway, uh, this is the home of the Neon Beat and Neon Jazz. We did 613. John Christopher's doing Christmas, so this is our gift, I guess. Yeah. So. I think maybe that's why David jumped jumped on is because he loves his Christmas music. Yeah. And I can't do a Christmas show without thinking about David Brewer. <laughs> it was in the air. <laughs> yep. It was destined. Man's got the spirit the... 24-7. Yep. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, kids, enjoy the world out there. Until we see you next time. Enjoy the music, Enjoy my friends. Enjoy the music, my friends. Adios. Neon Jazz.